Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Are you kidding me? You are Winning cures everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in, welcome in, Winning Cures Everything. Today is Monday, August the 24th. I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. And we have got much to discuss today. Obviously, uh, not going to discuss a bunch of college football today because there's not a lot to discuss, but we will talk about it on tomorrow's show over on Sportsbook Review. I'll give you the details on that here momentarily. For right now, though, uh, for anybody that wants to jump into the chat, you can do so. It's right down there at the bottom, but we'll go through all the platforms here if you're watching live, you already know you're on Periscope, Twitch, YouTube, or Facebook. You can subscribe, follow, like, whatever you want to call any of those, and that way you will be notified uh, on the days that we are going live, which for the time being will be Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Uh, we will do podcast exclusives uh, most Tuesdays and Thursdays because on those days we will be over at the Sportsbook Review YouTube page. Now, you can go find that down in the description below if you're watching on YouTube or just go over to sbrpicks.com slash NCAAF. We are over there at 5.30 p.m. Central Time on Tuesdays and Thursdays for the time being. And then once the season really kicks into gear, uh, we will change around some dates, change around some times. We'll let you know exactly what we're doing at those times. So uh, Damien jumps in already on YouTube, and the Brown Yeti both are saying what's up. What is up? Hopefully everybody is having a wonderful day so far Hopefully, a good beginning to your weeks. Uh, Chris, man, we got some NFL stuff to discuss. Let, let's go ahead and hop into this. We'll uh, we'll exchange pleasantries later. NFL false positives over the weekend. The I, I'm I'm just kind of I'm kind of surprised that we had not seen some of this earlier with with all the stuff that we had heard in the news, not necessarily related to sports, but just overall. Right, we had seen where a lot of labs were having issues, having false positives, and it finally hit the NFL. 77 false positives for a lab in New Jersey 
assigned to NFL players. Um, and all of them come back actually negative. They just made a, a terrible mistake with it. And and we'll talk about the overall numbers here, but you know, does this make you a little a little concerned maybe during the season that if they don't catch something like this, it can end up costing somebody some games? No, because they catch them pretty fast. I mean, look at the turnaround time is I mean, thankfully it's a weekly game and not a daily game. And and therefore because of that, you know, the chances of them popping and then not being able to get secondary tests after that pretty quickly with results turn around even faster than we've been getting in the past, uh, it's pretty slim. So I, I think, A, they caught this one pretty quickly. And the fact that it was so many numbers when when all the other weeks haven't seen that it, 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 it just throws up the red flag that this doesn't make sense. Now, this isn't the first false positive that we've gotten. Matt Stafford had a false positive yep. a month ago. Yeah. So – um, you know, and it, it, false positives are going to be a part of it, which is why it's important to continue to test. If you get a positive test, I think these guys need to test every day for the next couple of days. And if they get one positive and two or three negatives immediately after that, I think it's safe to say the positive test was a false positive. Yes, agreed. I, I think this is why it is so important to be able to get those saliva tests that you can get the results rapidly. And, you know, hopefully we'll get those, you know, very quickly. But, I mean, even without that, I mean, my my daughter had to have a procedure Thursday, okay? Uh, Tuesday, I took her Tuesday afternoon at, like, 2 o'clock to get a test. And we had the answer by Wednesday morning. I mean, it was less than, you know, 14 hours. And it could have been in sooner than that. I just didn't call before then. Yeah. I got you. I mean, that's a a pretty damn quick turnaround time. That's That's rapid testing. That's certainly that. Yeah. So the the saliva tests are supposed to be within two to three hours. Yeah, uh, but that, it, that's even better, and that's great. Yeah. But like I said, if you find out in one day you've got a positive test, and then you can check again the next day and the next day, the game's not until Sunday, and we're testing every day, then we're fine. Yeah. You are. You're going to have enough negative correct. tests to show we're good. So with that said, let's talk about some of these test results. Uh, Adam Schefter tweeted this out earlier. From August 12th through the 20th, they had 58,397 tests administered to 8,573 players and personnel. 23,260 tests were administered to players. 35,000 plus were administered to personnel. Zero positives among players and six new confirmed positives among other personnel. Those are incredible numbers. It shows the players are obviously taking this seriously. Um, and they, I mean, they're going to be playing. Like, I don't think we have anything to worry about with the NFL. Do you, do you feel like that at this point? No, they seem to be doing a great job. And, and listen, baseball, outside of two teams where we know those two teams went out, they found out that one team went out. They didn't really say where the Marlins went out. We all kind of had an opinion. And then the Cardinals went out to a casino. Okay? Outside of that, baseball has done great with people just taking care of themselves and not getting crazy and practicing on your craft and, 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 and going home. Yeah. I think we're going to be fine. I really, truly do. No, you're uh, you're I, these, are, these right. are all fantastic numbers. I, uh, I agree. I agree. So I'm, I'm excited about it. I, uh, I, I mean, we're going to get football here on September the 10th. I mean, we are what, two weeks away from this. So I'm pumped. Like I am, I am super ready. Uh, just got an email 
Lawyer Tom Mars, working with many Big Ten parents who want specifics regarding the league's decision to postpone the football season, has floated the idea of creating a website where all info from his 13 Freedom of Information Act requests can be downloaded and made available to the public. That should be a lot of fun. That's good. That so should be a lot of fun. Is he saying they're getting it, or they're just going to create the website to where when they get information, they'll put it on there? Uh, as soon as they get because it, they don't have to return the information for 30 days. So I yeah. would imagine the majority of them won't return it for 30 days. Uh, the Big Ten was supposed to have a press conference today with ADs and presidents and Kevin Warren and whatnot, and I haven't seen when or what time or if it's already gone. I, who knows? I'll, Pat Forty tweeted about it, but we'll we'll dig into that later. We're uh, we're still on the NFL stuff, but yeah, uh, all the numbers look good. Everything's all right. The false positive stuff was uh, a bit scary over the weekend because when you see 77 positives, you immediately think, oh, no. Like, there is a problem here. Something is going wrong. Uh, what's happening? Matt jumps in on YouTube. Terry jumps in on Facebook. He said, uh, what's up? Kyle Chow, I'm a smoke break again. There you go. There you go. I love that. So, we uh, we got in at the right time then. So, with that said, let's, uh, let's stick in the NFL. Let's talk about Earl Thomas for just a minute. All right. Over the weekend, it is announced that the Ravens are going to, or I guess it was this morning that the Ravens announced they are going to cut him. Um it was widely known yesterday afternoon. The players on the team wanted him gone. And when you get to a situation where you are owed millions upon millions of dollars and the team would rather just cut you as opposed to waiting it out to find a trade partner. Um, well, they're going to go after their money. Yeah, I mean, yeah they're, they're going to get the... They've already the, said they're going to try to get the $10 million yep. signing bonus back. Conduct detrimental to the team. Yep. All that, Basically the same thing that Antonio Brown went through. Uh, Earl Thomas... Over the past couple of years, few years, I guess, it, early on he was a locker room guy. Everybody liked him. He was a good teammate, et cetera, or at least that was the persona that everybody gave him. And the past few years, things have not gone so well. Like, obviously, the last stint in Seattle, uh, he was constantly talking about wanting to go to the Cowboys, wanting to go to another team. Seattle doesn't want me. They're not going to pay me, whatever. He signs on with the Ravens. You know, you've got the, you've got all the the issues with him running around on his wife and all that kind of mess uh, that that came out, and and now you've got him fighting with teammates and not not just teammates but like position guys that are that are in the same position room with him. Um, I I don't know what to make of this. This sounds like he has kind of gone off the deep end a little bit, and it, it's reminiscent of Antonio Brown a little bit. It can no, uh, uh, we, uh, we disagree just so much on that. Okay, go Every, ahead. Like, go ahead. This guy hasn't ever been a problem in a locker room before. Okay, He wanted out of Seattle because they wouldn't give him a contract. They kept, they kept forcing him to play. He had to keep playing on these cheap, broke deals that he was way overplaying those deals. Okay, what, Way, way greater value to the team than, than he was getting. Um, he, I mean, at one point in time, I mean, he was, he was, he was one of the best, you know, linebacker slash safety guys in the league. All right. When he got traded, he was one of the top five or 10 or traded when he was trying to get a new deal in Seattle. He was one of the top five or 10 defensive players in the, in the, in the league. Okay. Yeah. So he wanted out him and Pete didn't see eye to eye. That's not a problem on the team. That's not a problem in the locker room. That is a management and coach don't respect and appreciate my talents and I won't go on. We see that happen all the time. That is nothing. His situation with his wife affects locker rooms zero. Absolutely Agreed. zero. Okay? This is the first time we have ever seen him have a problem in the locker room. Now, 
I'll tell you this, to the Ravens' credit, we don't really know what happened. Okay, True. We know there was a fight, but did he sucker punch somebody? Did he really beat the hell out of somebody? Obviously, we think he started the fight because they cut him. They suspended him immediately. They, well, they it, sent him home. Reports instantly. are this this was not the first or even the second time that this has happened, and, and then it just escalated even worse this time. And that could have been it. That could have been it. Yeah. Um, and then and then they cut him yesterday. So, uh, you know, it's just one of those things where, uh, you know, he's probably going to get picked up because he's still a great player. Uh, and, uh, you know, he'll – I don't know the, the league rules on if you get cut. I think he's now just a free agent. I don't, I don't think that his old contract, which was kind of a hefty contract, is going to follow yeah. him. So I think any other team can sign him for whatever deal they can agree upon. Yeah, and, he's he's on waivers basically. Yeah, he'll probably end up being really good and, and fine. Usually, all of these locker room problems have they usually either involve women or money. Okay. And, okay. And and yeah. I could and I could I could easily the, these guys gamble. We watch we all watch the Jordan. Do- these guys gamble constantly. And they gamble for large sums of money, and sometimes people feel like they've either been cheated, or people feel like they shouldn't owe, you know, what they're being asked to owe, or whatever has happened. Um, I, I have to think this had nothing to do with uh, football or anything of that nature. This is probably about either women or money. You might be right. Uh, now that's Matt- just speaking historically the way these things go. If this is a constant, continual problem. Then, then that tells me that's more likely to be the reason than we just got in a disagreement and we got in a fight because people get in fights in camp all the time. Yeah, no, no, no. You're you're right. Uh, Matt and Terry, of course, jump in with uh, how he needs to go to the Titans because he can be a lead blocker for Derrick Henry since he has experience doing that. Um, Matt said maybe the CTE flaring a little early. Uh, Damian said Earl Thomas to the Bears, please. And Terry said, Baltimore will put up with that as long as it happens on an elevator. That is ridiculous. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's terrible. Uh, here's what the, the story on it said. It said, uh, uh, everyone makes mistakes, and this was a big miss. Uh, kudos for DaCosta uh, at the urging of his players and coaching staff for moving on from safety Earl Thomas, the seeming prize of Baltimore's 2019 free agent class, whose attitude, abrasiveness, tardiness, and churlishness came to a head at practice last week during which he threw a punch at mild-mannered and universally beloved co-starting safety Chuck Clark. Alas, this has been boiling over for quite some time, according to numerous sources with direct knowledge of the situation, with the frustration with Thomas going back to last year. Many around Thomas put up with him uh, showing up not quite ready for practice or missing meetings or doing whatever he cared to do on game day rather than sticking to the scheme or the play call. After all, this was a future Hall of Famer who has been the closest thing we've seen to Ed Reed during his storied career in Seattle. And this franchise has not shied away from taking on guys with difficult personalities. But this was different, the sources said. This was personal. There was a sense on that defense that Thomas was not part of the group and did not care to really be part of the group at all. He had eroded too much trust to really be accepted anymore, and his teammates saw his skills deteriorating and missteps magnifying. Um, you know, I it, uh, here's, okay, here's one source that said he was easily the most disliked guy in the locker room. Uh, not even close. They put up with a lot last year. But it's all about trying to win a Super Bowl there now, and guys did not want him around. It was a really bad way before the thing with Chuck Clark. So apparently, this has been going on a long, long time. Um, you know, I, I'm curious. At, obviously, he wants to go to Dallas. 
He he said it when he was at Seattle. Um, and now, you know, there's a story that McCarthy, McCarthy has said that they have discussed Earl Thomas. I think it would be a, a good move on their part. Like, if you can well, get him in there. it'd be foolish to not discuss him. It, yeah. What people need to understand is, is it's your responsibility as an organization to discuss any available, any player available. Yeah. It, like, again, if you're not doing your due diligence on everybody, then then shame on you, and there's a reason you're not winning. Yeah. Um, that doesn't mean you're always going to go after him, but you should at least do your due diligence on everyone. Agreed. Agreed. I, I will say this. Um we have always talked about it and, it, and it still rings true. So long as your talent outweighs your problems, you'll be able to find a job. Now, yep. we know that you know Thomas has been around in this league for a very long time. And yeah, you can see him slowing down a little bit. He, he's not as good as he was in Seattle. No. I think there's still a place for him in the NFL. Oh, 100%. Oh, there's a lot of safeties worse than him. Sure. Oh, agreed. Agreed. So no, I, I he's, think- he's still way above average. He's still really good. Uh, and I think there are plenty of landing spots that he could land. I, I do think we're getting close to the you know three strikes and you're out kind of thing as your as as your uh, talent does diminish the ability to put up with your issues and and, and locker room problems um, occur. Those are going to be less. The thing is, is if you come into the next locker room, these guys have already called you on the carpet as. You, you know, you do your own thing on defense. You don't play as a team in a unit, and you don't follow the, the scheme. That, that leaves guys on island, and that's really bad. And then the other thing is is not showing up on time and, and ready to practice and ready to work. Come on, man. You're a veteran in this league. That's professionalism. Yeah. That, that's just one of those things where you just there's, – there's 100% zero reason to not be on time for work. I'm just, I'm just that guy. You know me. If oh, yeah. you tell me to be somewhere, I will be sitting outside of that place 10, 15 minutes early. Oh, yeah. And waiting waiting for that time to hit to walk in. I, I just I just don't like being late. I, I don't know what it is. Everybody in my life that I grew up with has constantly been late. So it's not like I got <laughs> it from genetics. Okay. I wasn't raised this way. I, I saw it as a lack of respect when they did it. Yeah. Okay. And and I see it as a it's just a, it's just a sign of respect. If you say you're gonna be somewhere then you need to be that way. And yeah. that's just the way I, I believe is right. And I think it's it's total, nothing but lack of effort or care to be late. And that's, that's it, especially in the NFL where things are so structured, so well, yeah, set. It's not, it, like, yeah. it's not like they move the time. Exactly. Okay? It's, it's not like we, we were going to meet at 930, but instead we're going to meet at 8. Like, that doesn't happen. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, the, same, and it's the same every damn day. Yep, you got it. You got it. So I'm I'm curious where he will end up. Uh, obviously, the Ravens have got talent all over the place. Uh, Philip Wiggins jumps in. He said, "Lead by example if you want to be a leader." Yeah, and, and I wonder if that's well, I don't the case. Think I wonder... He's a leader by, yeah. by the way he's acted. No, no one would bring him in to be a leader. They'd bring him in to be a player. Yeah, and I and I think now he the, can still play. But so here's the downside of going to a team like the Cowboys. That defense doesn't have a lot of leadership. That defense is is pretty young and not really good. They got a couple of really good players, uh, and and those guys are probably going to be the leadership. But I don't know how strong they are to stand up to an Earl Thomas. He just did this stuff in probably one of the best defensive locker rooms that you're going to have in the league. And and you know, there's only a few other places that are as strong as Baltimore on the defense side of the ball, leadership wise. Is he going to come in and be a cancer? Is he going to come in and be a problem? 
is he going to lead the younger guys into thinking you don't have to show up? You don't have to, to, to follow the, the, the scheme. That is the issue. If he yeah. went to a place like Pittsburgh or, or Minnesota or the Patriots, he, I'm, you don't worry about those things. You, you know, those locker room, if you went to the bears, you know, Khalil Mack and Smith, those guys, they've got that locker room on lockdown. I don't, I don't know that those guys are in Dallas. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, he's he needs to go somewhere where there is already a a veteran leadership present. Um, Damian said Earl Thomas is Adam Jones 2.0. See, that's the thing. He didn't used to be. See, Adam Jones actually had real legit problems. Like, this yeah. is the first time that we've actually seen him have a real problem that affects the field. Yeah. Every other thing was a team dispute about his contract. That happens all the time, and it doesn't affect – the guys in the locker room, and it doesn't affect your teammates. It doesn't affect the way you play. And his situation with his wife doesn't affect any of those. All these guys have that. Most of them just don't get public, okay? Yeah. But this time, this is the first time, so I don't want to call him Adam Jones. Adam Jones was accused of shooting up nightclub and, and being parts of people who might be dead now because of him, okay? Yeah, it's, like, that's a like bit extreme. trying to be like real gangster shit. I, we can't come close to saying Earl Thomas is trying to be that guy. That's a that's just a dangerous way to say problem, problem, they're the same. No, 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 no. They're not yeah, the same. In, in, in this, like, this is the perfect example of what social media does, right? Because everything yep. is either super extreme this way or super extreme that way, whether it's politics or not. It's Earl Thomas has a problem inside of that Ravens locker room and it immediately blows up and it, oh, he's awful, he's the worst, he's da-da-da-da-da. And it might have been all last year, and so this is the thing. It could have been a big problem. They did a great job of keeping it in-house. That's kudos to to their locker room because that's their stuff. It's not like they're sweeping, you know, crimes under the rug and, 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 you know, paying off victims to stay quiet for for things. This is all football-related problems, workplace uh, problems. Yeah. And, and I'm okay with them handling it in-house, and I'm okay with them letting him go. I knew but, as soon as you said something about they're not covering up crimes and whatever, and, you, and it's talking about the Ravens, yeah, of course we get a comment in about Ray Lewis. So Yeah. <laughs> hey, no, that, but that, that's not this, right? Agreed. I mean, it's not even close. It's yeah. not even close. This is not a crime. This is not anything to do with that. This is... I mean, uh, I'm guessing a, this guy could file assault charges. That would be the first time anybody... Ever in the NFL has filed a default charge yeah. for a football fight, but you know, <laughs> uh, Brown Yeti said uh, five minutes early is ten minutes late. At least that's what my mom always told me. And uh, Terry jumped in. He said Sean Lee leads on the sideline from crutches every year in Dallas. See, and that's the thing. Lee is Lee is unbelievable. And then, gosh, I should know this guy's name. the The linebacker from Boise that they got. He always wears the big oh. That dude, and, that dude just stood. I don't know that he's been there long enough to really lead that locker room. He's definitely the best defensive player they got. Let's see. Who am I thinking of, Gary? I'm, Get inside uh, my brain. I, I, it's uh, Van, uh, Van Esch. That's it. Leighton Van Esch. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, Lee, yeah. we both kind of went, no. went blank there. I, I, I got I, his, his face oh. and his uniform, and because just not a lot of people wear that big oh, cowboy yeah. collar anymore. Well, because we you we know. were all a little confused when they drafted him in the first round. Because oh, I it thought that like was a just complete bust. Yeah. I just thought that was just the dumbest draft pick I've ever seen. Uh, wrong. Yeah, wrong. Big. We, wrong. we were dead wrong on that. Dead but wrong. But has he been there long enough? And has he? Does he have? I don't think he's he the kind of guy that can be a leader. No, I mean he's still on a rookie deal. 
Like I, yeah, and you can hang on now. You can be a rookie and be a leader. Agreed. All the time, but I don't. I don't think I, that's the different. situation. I don't, I don't. I don't think that's the situation there right now. So I don't maybe I'm think wrong. I don't know. The Cowboys. He now. Hey, the Cowboys need him. Okay, that's two different things. Went. Yeah. I think going into a locker room without super strong leadership is dangerous for him and that locker room. Now, do I want to see that? Because I kind of like train wrecks. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and, and I'm not like the biggest Cowboys fan in the world. I mean, I don't hate them. I do like laughing at them. But there you go. There you go. All right. Let's uh, let's talk about a little college football here. We got two more topics to go before we head out for this evening. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's talk the AP Top 25 that came out today. Now, I'm not going to go through in the list and, and discuss overrated, underrated, whatever. We will save that for a college football show if we need it. Um, I will go through and, and read off some of these names to you in the AP Top 25, okay? Number two is Ohio State. Number seven is Penn State. Number nine is Oregon. Number 12, Wisconsin. Number 16, Michigan. Number 17, USC. Number 19, Minnesota number 22, Utah, and number 24, Iowa. That is nine teams that were ranked in the AP Top 25 that are not even going to have a season this year. Now, the story about this says, the AP asked its voters to consider all Division I teams when filling out their ballot, so the preseason poll is expected to include teams from conferences, of course, and it did, uh, that have decided not to play this fall. After games begin, voters will rank only teams that are scheduled to play. The quote is, The preseason poll has always been a speculative ranking of teams based on last year's results and knowledge about the new makeup of teams, said Michael Giarusso, Giarusso, sorry, AP's global sports editor. This year, we think it is crucial to give all the teams and all their fans a snapshot look at what the top 25 would have been to open the season. Now, the other guidelines are, that as soon as week one games begin, then those teams that were in the top 25, the teams that are not the ones in the top 25, but the ones that are not playing, um, they don't get to be voted again. So what is the purpose here? I, I, I'm trying to figure <laughs> out answers. Hey, hang on. No, no, no. This, I love this so much. I love this so much. It makes me tingle inside. I love this so much. This goes to show you the complete worthlessness of all preseason polls, and this is why I hate that they do them. I hate that you make them, me talk about them. You wanting to talk about why is Ohio State 2 and Iowa 24 when they're not going to play at all is the exact same thing I feel like. Why is Texas 7 and we haven't taken a snap? Why is Notre Dame 
you know, 14th and we haven't taken a snap. It's all pointless. It's all stupid. Agree. If Agreed. they are going to play the year, there's no reason to do this. It's the dumbest single thing that we do in all of sports. Rank them before they even start playing. This is what I think they're going to be like based on what they look like on paper. And all these other people have done all this other analytical work on grading draft classes, uh, recruiting classes, and, and, and analyzing their performances from last year and how we think they're going to play this year. Listen, if we're going to do that, then let's just let the mathematicians figure this thing out. Why, why are we even playing sports? It's the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. I loathe all preseason rankings. I loathe them all. I hate when we have to talk about them, and I love, I love that the only reason we're talking about them is because they're even ranking teams that don't even exist this year. Yeah, they, they're not even in the ethos. No, I'm, they, I, they the, don't exist. I'm going to bring up a uh, something that goes along with it, right? So the NCAA tournament was canceled, and they chose not to give out the 68 teams that would have made the uh, would have made the tournament. That's right. Now this is not the same situation because these guys haven't even played a season yet. Uh, but what what is the difference there? The NCAA did not want to, you know, diminish team seasons for those that did not make it in or would not have made it in. They didn't feel like they had complete resumes because they didn't get in all the conference tournaments. You know, all these different kinds of things. And yet the AP poll is completely comfortable. And I understand that one of them is media and the other is the NCAA. Uh, which, by the way, Philip jumps in on Facebook. He said, clap, 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 Chris. So, yeah, you, you got some people that agree with you here. Um, no, I, I, Gary, they all I, agree with Yeah, me. a lot of people agree with you. They all agree with me, Gary. Uh, there are still all a lot of people. idiots like this stuff. Well, no, it's, it's, not, it's not liking this stuff. It is a conversation topic. I mean, that's it's the whole reason that they do topic. it. Hang on, hang on, hang on. If it was just a conversation topic, we'd be having a different sort of situation. This shit leads to tiebreakers, Gary, and who's going to win divisions and who's going to win conference championships. Okay, this not, not this takes poll. into hang on. People take this into effect. Uh, non-intelligent people take this thing into effect when they are trying to figure out who is going to be in the playoff or not and how we are going to rank these teams. Well, at the beginning of the year, they're supposed to be really good. I think these teams are really close, but they were preseason unranked and they were preseason ranked sixth. So a hundred percent of the time they take the team that was higher ranked and leave them higher than the unranked team. That's complete foolishness. So you can't say it's conversation topic when it actually affects the outcome of your sport. Yeah. Because it does. And that's why I have a problem with it. It's dangerous. That's a that's a valid point. That is a valid I know, point. I know, and I've made it four years straight. I know, and and you will continue to do so. And I'll make it next year as well. Up. I know, I know, I know, and I I love it. That's why we talk but about this it. year. This year, I actually have the benefit. I was so curious who they were gonna, how they were gonna rank this. Where is Cincinnati gonna be? Where like how many G five schools are gonna be ranked because we're not playing. And no, 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 we're not ranking those G5 schools. Just complete disrespect for the school. Screw those schools. You know what? The people who run the AP who make this poll don't even know anything about those teams because they only write about the big boy schools. Oh, yeah. Uh, Which is why the big boy schools get the coverage that they get, and it's why that we completely push aside all the smaller schools. Brett McMurphy went through and, and gathered up the votes 
based only on teams that are playing in the fall. So this is the adjusted one. Um, we have our first G5 at number 13, and that's Cincinnati. Number 14 is Central Florida. Number 17 would be Memphis. Then you've got uh, Louisiana at 20. Nope. Is UL Louisville or, or Louisiana? UL Lafayette. Okay. So Louisiana at 20, App State at 21, um, and then that's it. So you've got several G5s in there if you take out all these other teams. That I mean, that's the whole point, right? I mean, it's just it's ridiculous. Now, other than that, uh, Cincinnati would have been at number twenty with the original rankings. Central Florida at twenty one, and then you don't have another one because Memphis is number twenty six. They are the first others receiving votes. So, oh, it's it's Louisville. It's not Louisiana, by the way. Okay. So either way, um, I would just I was just guessing who the the highest I don't know Conference USA team would have been. I I think. I think Louisiana could beat uh, could beat Louisville. I mean, <laughs> well, they can hang with them. I know that it I wouldn't know. be it wouldn't be a double digit point spread, and it wouldn't be uh, an easy chalk up a W. Now you got that right. So that's not somebody you want to cut a million dollar check to to come play. That's a, this should tell you everything you need to know. Louisiana did not get one vote, not one yeah. vote. These, that is insane. That, that's because these people who cover this stuff are sitting their ass up in New York somewhere where they don't watch college football. I mean, TCU got nine votes. Uh, Cal got 11. That's insane. Like, That's insane. I, I love Gary Patterson. I worship at the feet of Gary Patterson. That's insane. TCU should not be in the top 25. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's just absurd. Uh, SMU got three. Florida State, six. Air Force, three. I mean, that, it, and, and Louisiana did not get one vote. And I think they're going to win, it, it, so long as they play yes. 12 games, I think they're going to win double-digit games again this year. Yeah. So. Once again, we we but, but we watch these teams. We follow all of them. Um, let's see. Damien said, Chris, do the Jason Garrett clap. Um, <laughs> the Brown Yeti said, is this a dream that no Big Ten or Pac-12 teams are going to be in the rankings at the end of the season? And, nope, not a dream. That is legit. And they then, shouldn't uh, be here today. But yeah. this thing shouldn't exist today either, yeah. though. So that's – I'm glad – I'm so glad they're here. He, I, I love that, that he said that it is crucial – that we give the fans oh, it's like so a important. snapshot, like that we that we blow Ohio State one more time. Let me just 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 puff on those balls just one ridiculous. more time because they give us so much money in clicking on everything with a Buckeye. Let's see. The Brown Yeti said, "What's stupid? Because they use it as a conversation piece, but they only talk about that for weeks and no other teams." Yeah, yep. That's that's the issue. They that, they there use this. the problem of why this is dangerous. Well, they so they used this for a long time to set up big-time preseason matchups, right? Which, it, you know, would have been great. To do that. If you follow these games, then you should be able to predict what teams are good and what teams are not without putting a ranking on them. I don't need some magical ranking that doesn't exist to tell me Wisconsin-Michigan's going to be a big game. Yeah. Like, like I don't, I don't need this magical sheet of paper to tell me that when Alabama and Georgia play, it's going to be big. It's gonna matter. Now you are you were so right about that. Uh, Stuart That's Mandel. That's the most horseshit rule I've ever seen in my or, or reason I've ever heard in my life. Stuart Mandel. Ohio State jumped LSU last year to number one, and and Clemson stayed number or somebody else stayed number. At some point in time, somebody jumped somebody because when Ohio State played a game, they needed to be. Oh, it was the Ohio State Wisconsin game. Like, they needed number one, as if it would have got a different rating if Ohio State was number two. Yeah, it would have been the same thing. 
It would have been the exact same thing. The people who care about that game care about that game. It was oh, yeah. still a noon game on on Saturday on Fox. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, like nobody nobody viewed in because it had a number one next to it. Zero people did that. Yeah, the same people watched that would have watched. I mean, it, bottom line, Stuart Mandel said, uh, he, and he worked over at the Athletic covering college football. He said, uh, by my count, there would have been eleven games in September between preseason AP top twenty-five teams. Uh, September fourth, you would have had North Carolina against Central Florida. September fifth, Alabama against USC. September 12th, Ohio State, Oregon, Auburn, UNC, Texas, LSU, Iowa State, Iowa, Tennessee, Oklahoma. September 18th would have been Iowa at Minnesota. September 19th would have been Georgia at Alabama. And September 26th would have been Florida at number 25, Tennessee, and Wisconsin at Michigan. So, but as it stands right now, September has zero ranked matchups. Well, that's just because the SEC is not playing until the last weekend of September. Yep, and and the that's, ACC. That's the only reason because week two we're gonna get these rankings, but week one all the big boys are playing the little guys in the sport, and that's it. Yeah, and and the Big Twelve starts September nineteenth, but they don't have a bunch of ranked teams. They don't have a bunch and, of ranked teams, and yeah. the ACC has three. I believe yeah. that's right. But but guess what? When when Oklahoma State and Baylor play or whoever, it's gonna be a big game, and we're all gonna watch, even though they don't have rankings next to their name. Oh yeah. It's still going to be a big game. Now, the ACC, outside of when Notre Dame plays Clemson, there won't be a big game all year. Yeah. Like, this just unless somebody comes out of the woodworks and just surprises the hell out of us. I, I was looking at team totals today, just completely floored at one of them. Like, almost, almost had a heart attack. I'm coming to see you, Wheezy. Shocked that this number was, was what it was. So, we'll see. There you go. Damien jumps in. He said college football ranking equals NFL top 100 ranking equals Madden ranking. All of them are stupid. Yes. Yeah. So so at least Madden is a video game, and they have to rank the players because they are actually putting them out electronically for you to use. And so you know if you play with this electronic version of, you know, Aaron Rodgers, this is how we have him set up skill-wise. That has nothing to do with real life, but it, but it, at least for those who play that game, you do need to know how this is ranked. With if this, I have Mitchell Trubisky, and you get to play with Matt Stafford, I'm at a severe disadvantage. Yeah, unless somebody messed around with the rankings, unless of somebody Trubisky. messed around some tomfoolery <laughs> going on at EA, and so. that's the deal. Is this is kind of tomfoolery? You're messing around well, with the rankings and whatnot, knucklehead, before the this season is just even stupid. starts. Uh, let's, let's dive into our last topic of the day, and that would be the NBA. And we're not even going to talk about the playoffs and whatnot that are going on. The Brooklyn Nets, it is now being discussed that the Nets are trying to steal Greg Popovich away from the Spurs to be their next head coach. Now, it, you wouldn't normally think that this would be a big thing. Uh, Shams Charania. Hopefully I say that correctly. I, I know I've said his name a thousand times, but, um, you know, the Nets have got Kyrie Irving. They've got Durant. They've got, you know, all sorts of, they, they got talent. I mean, they're a pretty good team. And they didn't have either one of those guys this year, and they still made the playoffs. So, if he were ever going to leave the Spurs, this would be a very compelling destination. And the reason I say that is Brooklyn GM Sean Marks played for Popovich in San Antonio, worked under him as an assistant coach and an assistant general manager. Additionally, the Nets interim coach, Jacques Vaughn, the assistant GM, Andy Birdsong, and assistant coaches Brett 
Brillmeyer and Tiago Splitter are all Spurs alums. Now, they've got players. They've got guys that Pop is comfortable with. And Pop has been the coach of the Spurs since 1996. Now, with other coaches, we always talk about overstaying your welcome. And I've never thought that about Popovich in San Antonio. But at this point, you know, you've been around for a long time. The Spurs didn't make the playoffs this year for the first time in, I mean, what, 20 years, 15, whatever it is. It's a, it's a long, long time. They are not anywhere closer to winning a championship than than they were even just a couple of years ago when they lost Tim Duncan, etc. I'm curious your thoughts on whether or not Pop would feel like this would be the right time to leave and go up to the Nets, who, once they get all their players healthy, they have just as good a shot as anybody and just as much talent as you would need to be able to win an NBA title. Do you think he's uh, he's hungry for that again, or do you think he just eventually you know, steps away and he, and he just never leaves San Antonio? Uh, man, I honestly don't know. Um, so first the Nets would have to give up some type of compensation because pop is under contract for a while. Uh, so this ain't going to happen for nothing, uh, which is probably going to be draft picks. Um, I'm a little biased here. And so pop knows Irving and, uh, and KD, he tried really hard to go after KD, uh, when he became a free agent to pair him with Kawhi. And, and go after titles that way. KD chose not to. Um, so he likes KD, feels comfortable with him. Kyrie wanted to go play for Pop. He, that was one of the two or three teams that he said when he left Cleveland he wanted to be traded to. And uh, the Spurs never went and got him. So I, I will tell you Kyrie is the, is the, the fly in the ointment or the wild card here. He has been so dysfunctional for the last couple of years and so chaotic in locker rooms. I don't know that that's something pop wants to touch. I, I will say this. Remember pop is an assistant coach for, uh, for team USA for the Olympic. No, team. he knows, but and, that's and what I'm he saying. knows so, these guys. So you know, oh, just because this is, so you're, you're, you're following my logic here, but you're taking it a different train, right? Okay. He coached Kyrie. All right. Yeah. And then Kyrie said, I want to trade and I want to go to the Spurs and pop just kind of stay quiet. They didn't make an offer. They didn't go after him. They didn't say, hey, I'd like to have you here. Let's see if we can make a deal work. They didn't say nothing. True. And that is telling to me. You might be right. I mean, this this might just be wishful thinking. But Pop I, could have gotten Kyrie. If, if he is ever going to leave San Antonio, I think this would be the gig. But I don't, I don't know, know that, that, that I, I I think it is more I think it's probably 75 25 that he stays in San Antonio. Yeah, I would say the same thing. I'm not saying it can't happen at all. Would it shock me if it happened? A little bit, but not a lot. And, you know, I mean if he chooses to do it, I I'll tell you this, if he chooses to do it, I'd like to see some odds on the Nets next year. Oh yeah. I, I really would. But like I said, man, I I I made up my mind a couple years back. I'm not putting one more nickel on a team that Kyrie's on. I'm just not. <laughs> That's a valid Not, not, not valid for point. a season-long bet. Not to win a championship. Because I don't know what that guy's going to be like day-to-day, week-to-week. I damn sure can't let money ride on him for a year. Oh, no, you're you think you're that he's going to stay calm, cool, and collective and just go out and play basketball for a calendar year. That's the problem. No, you're you're right. You are right. Um, let's see. Mark jumps in. He said, Notre Dame ACC champs. 
Um, Damien, God, I would love that. It, I would it, love it so bad. He said we need to circle Clemson at North uh, at uh, uh, Notre Dame. Yeah, no, that's a hundred percent circled. That, that's not until November though. Uh, and then he said, "Crazy looking like now, no fans in the stands at Notre Dame." Yeah, uh, th- no fans in the stands at a lot of places to start out the season. Like I know, yeah, Duke just the season, I think so. Yeah. So and and then we'll see how things go. Uh, obviously, I mean we've. I think the, the NFL's almost all going to have fans in the stands. Almost all of them. Yeah, almost all. Like I know the Raiders are not. I know. No, the Raiders know, have said they're not. Like a bunch uh, of teams are not. New York is not. But a but, bunch of them are yep. are absolutely going to do it. And it's going to be small. I mean, it's going to be, you know, twenty thousand, maybe seventeen thousand, something like that. Yeah, it's not going to be a lot of people. But yeah, but but there will be people. There will yeah. be people. Uh, Damien said, "I think Pop should retire, but I wouldn't mind him coming to Chicago." And then I'm going to let Damien get the last question in here. He said, question, with all the big college football conferences canceling, what's going to happen to all the bowl games? Well, here's the deal. As it sits right now, there are 76 teams that are playing in FBS football. There are enough bowl games to fit 84 teams. So they are going along as scheduled, but not all of them are going to have enough teams to play. It's just not going to happen. Um, and and honestly, like it, the way that the schedules are setting up, you're not going to have six and six teams making bowl games because no, we we, we yeah. wouldn't even know what the threshold is, and we also don't know what what protocols are going to be to where are these teams even going to go want to play bowl games. Yeah, I mean, I think they're going to. Ha- I think if we play and get the whole season in, I think we're going to have a playoff. I think yeah. that's no, going we, to happen. we are certainly going to have a playoff. They're going to want a crown champion, but all those exhibition games, I as much as ESPN wants them, the bowl cities want them. If if all these towns and cities are still locked down, it does you no good to bring because the whole purpose of hosting a bowl game is is to bring money to your city. But yeah. nobody's nobody's filling your hotel rooms and nobody's going out and eating out at your restaurants and drinking at your bars and buying shit in your town. So why bring these players into those towns to to play a game that doesn't count? Yeah, no, that I, I agree. Now I think there will be some bowl games. Uh, I think there will be some, but, but also. I, I'm it won't be much. To predict where we're going to be in a couple of months anyway. You know, if testing proves to help clear this thing up and help us do a much better job of beating this, and the testing gets to be so easy and so fast that that we can do that, then you know, I I you know, I think some of these places are going to have they're going to start opening up. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, Mark jumped in. He said, "I live like two miles from the Raiders' new place." Hey, you you live in a good spot, man. It's, uh, did you see the uh, Did you see the video of the season tickets that got shipped oh, out by yeah. the Raiders? I shared that out on Saturday, man. Ooh, oh my I gosh, love it! Love it. I kind of want to buy season tickets <laughs> just, just to get that in the mail. Uh, he said the uh, He said the stadium looks great. Uh, Brown Yeti uh, said TV money, Chris. That uh, that's why most of these bowls exist. And to be fair, the bowls no, I, I, I would do that. it for TV money. That's why we think that some will. But there's a lot of them that don't yes. make a lot of TV money at the yes. CBS. Uh, uh, What's the channel? CBS Sports Network. Uh, CBS Sports, yeah. You know, et cetera. Uh, it, some of these don't make that much off of their TV deals, and they don't make as yep. much money if there are no fans in the stands. So it's yes. almost pointless. Like, there's no purpose yep. in, in putting out that much money just to make nothing back or go into the hole. That's right. The The big bowls, or not even big bowls, a lot of these bowls do make money. Those will be played if yep. the teams want to play them which you should have enough teams to do that, but I would bet the majority of those small bowls don't make a lot of money at all. That's it. My, they make enough to justify it, but they get a lot of kickbacks from hotel owners and bar, like just, you know. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right, 
that is going to wrap up the show. Uh, you hadn't seen anything pop across, have you? No. Let's see. I'm looking. Da, 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 da. I don't see anything. No, we're good. Let's get out of here. So, all right. Uh, all of our brethren that are down in Louisiana, uh, stay safe, of course. It looks like you're not going to get hit that bad maybe until Thursday. So, uh, if you want to come up to Memphis, come hang out with us. Let us know. We hope everybody stays safe down there. You're getting twin hurricanes back-to-back or whatever. So, uh, so yeah, with all that going on, uh, get the hell out of there and stay safe. Good gracious. Or, or buckle down in your house and, and don't, be, <laughs> don't, don't be driving through uh, lakes and whatnot. So, all right, go over to winningcureseverything.com. That is our website. All of our picks, previews, podcasts, videos, social media platforms are over there. Make sure you subscribe everywhere you need to subscribe. If you missed the live show, you can always go get the podcast. Wherever you get your podcasts, make sure you leave a nice five-star written review over on Apple Podcasts. We would appreciate that, and it helps out more than you would know. Tuesdays and Thursdays, for right now, we are over at sbrpicks.com slash ncaaf. We are on their YouTube channel live on those days at 5.30 p.m. Central Time. So make sure you jump over there with us tomorrow. We're going to talk about all the latest stuff that's going on in the college football universe. And we got a game this weekend. So, But we'll, uh, we'll talk about that tomorrow. Either way, you guys have a wonderful afternoon. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. And we will see you on SBR Sports Picks tomorrow at 5.30 p.m. Central Time. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at GaryWCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.